here we go. Welcome to episode 9 of Feather and Mountain Podcast. This is a bit of a special episode. Uh, today is Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. The teaser trailer for The Wheel of Time just dropped. I'm excited. I, Delusions of Grendel, I guess I should introduce myself, have watched this trailer approximately a dozen times. So I'm a little light. I'm a little light. Verge, how many times have you watched the trailer? That would be a giant goose egg of zero. Yeah. I get to see it, though. I do get to see it. Okay, okay, good. And it's a real one. Oh, okay, good. This is even better. So, um, with me, as always, and as already introduced, is my good buddy Virgil. Um, Virgil, how many times have you read the books? Another giant goose egg of zero, yeah. No. I have read books, though. I want to clarify that. Yeah, like, yeah you're, you're a literate person. Okay, so you haven't seen the trailer. It's dropped today. The only thing you really know about the series is, as has been conveyed um, by me and our various guests, um, the Entertainment Weekly article, which dropped a couple weeks ago, and uh, pretty much just official things that have been released by uh, The Wheel of Time either on Twitter or any other link that I may have sent you. Yes? Yes, that is correct. So you can see uh, from this trailer that I have pulled up on the giant screen in front of us that it's 2 minutes and, and 19 seconds. That's a little bit long. Uh, it's, it's actually just a 2-minute teaser trailer. Um, you know, they threw in some Amazon advertising at the end on the official Amazon Prime account. Anything that you're expecting to see, anything that you really want to see in this trailer, what are your blind assumptions going into this my blind assumptions good question uh i'd like to understand the characters a little bit better and i'm hoping that like they, they kind of tease out a little bit of that so you can see who's running the show and uh who's kind of the, the head honchos if you will right away but uh no i'm just excited to see what what the heck it all looks like how the action goes and how everything moves so Okay, without further delay, are you ready? Are you ready for your 13th no, time? <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm just going to keep the mic in front of you because I'm just going to cry again and probably scream. So feel free to narrate what you're seeing. If you have questions, we'll be able to go back, obviously, a number of times and focus on that. We'll pull up the closed captioning after so we can read what's happening with each sequence of events. And just, uh, yeah, Virgil unfiltered. Just narrate, hey? Just turn on my Morgan Freeman voice and just go here. Woo! Oh, okay. Yeah, let's, let's fire her up. Dear Lord. Okay. Medieval. My woman. I'm assuming everyone listening is, has heard this or seen this, sorry.
Oh, I'm gonna like this. It's kind of a combination of every show that I've seen to date. Ooh, love scene. Sorry, I'm having a hard time narrating this. This is uh, a lot to soak in. Why don't we why don't we change it up one time? Why don't you tell me what you think about it without giving anything away? Why don't you say a little bit? Uh, okay, Go so ahead. I don't know where to be. I didn't think that we would be getting one, a two minute trailer. A minute and fifty six seconds, if you will. A two minute trailer. I didn't think that we would be seeing all of the magic that we did. Are you happy with the magic? I I love the magic. Um, I didn't think that we would be seeing the characters that we did. I didn't think that we would see the Merdral. That was the thing, the horror thing that was the mouth and no eyes. Um, I didn't think that they were going to be giving us everything that they just did months out. Also, the release date. So we now know it's November 19th, 2021. They are dropping three episodes on November 19th. So... I'm going to hope that this uh, fetus within me chooses <laughs> not to evict itself on that no, date. <laughs> We're gonna... you'll, you'll, have a, you'll have something in the, in the room with you anyways. You'll have a laptop playing. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna prolong. Uh, we're gonna extend the rent period. I think. <laughs> Just duct tape myself shut. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because we're I'm planning basically for us a marathon of that weekend of the three episodes and going into them. I don't know how much from each episode we've seen. I don't I know Game of Thrones when they did the teaser trailer, they did one of our our good buddies Jake um was rewatching the Game of Thrones teaser trailer and he said the majority of it was the first minute was all from the first episode and then the the next little bit was, you know, maybe throughout the season. So I don't know how many episodes we saw on there. Is it from episodes 1 to 8? Is it the first three? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just excited. Um, and yeah, we can, we'll go through it much slower now. We'll kind of go more frame by frame so we can actually pick apart some of the pieces. But what is your initial gut reaction as someone who hasn't read the books, who probably doesn't understand or remember all of the characters? You're just kind of getting these images on screen flash to you and this incredible vo- voiceover by Rosamund Pike. Initial impression. Oh, it, it's something that I'd watch. So it's it, it it hooks you in really quickly, right? Like it's up tempo. It's it's showing like trials and tribulations the whole way through. It's showcasing everything. Like we talked about the other day, it's every single emotion is in there. They go from love, ang- anger, fear, hate, 
um, camaraderie, friendship, battles, the whole thing. Everything's in the trailer in one go. It shows people that are hesitant at the start of it, where she's getting thrown in. You know, it's like you have to take a leap of faith. It shows people at the very end that are resurrecting, being resurrected in certain different situations. So it covers literally everything. There's fight scenes. There's love scenes. They've shoved. If that's like one episode, that's an intense episode. And then, I mean, I hate to say this, but like the whole mouth thing guy or whatever. It looked like Voldemort was like on meth. <laughs> so it looked like to me, kind of had that kind of like weird face thing. Maybe meth. Voldy, Voldy on, on meth. On meth, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean. All you... right, so we'll, we'll scroll through um, this now a little bit slower. So we're going to start um, obviously at the opening sequence, which is we have Nynaeve standing behind Egwene, and she tells her, be strong. And then pushes her off a cliff. If I had a dollar every time that's happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) And Madeline Madden, who plays Egwene Alvier, did tweet out that when she was filming this, she actually had to jump off a 12-foot cliff. Oh, wow. So, she she does her own stunts. She does her own stunts. She's amazing. Certified badass right there. (laughs) So, it keeps going. Um, We open up on this just epic mountainscape. And then we get into... Uh, the village of Emmons Field, which we've seen from those Winespring Inn trailers. Mm-hmm. So the 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 first, you know, kind of image we see is we have that tree in the background that we also saw in, like, the concept art. If you remember, there was, mm-hmm. like, a wagon in Definitely. front of it. And the Winespring Inn um, that we've seen, again, from, uh, that was, you know, when one of the first readings that they did when there was the book in front. And we saw the Winespring Inn in the background. So we have that. It opens up, the voiceover says, the wheel of time turns. And we just get this, you know, shot of people in a village. Everything is sunshiny and lovely. It looks like it's fall, perhaps. We've got a turning of the leaves. Only on that tree, which is really weird. I was just looking at that. (laughs) Everything else is green. Um, But it looks peaceful. We have a question about this. Mm -hmm. The window on the top and the window below. Are those crucifixes, or is that just design of window? Like here? Yeah, so the top part, if you look at the top part of this barn, lodge, bar, whatever the heck it is, I just want to know if those are crucifixes on purpose. Just my own little thing. Yeah, I mean, could be some symbolism of, like, our world, but there's not really a lot of Jesus. Okay, keep rolling. So we go, the Wheel of Time turns, then we go into the Wine Spring Inn, and we see our protagonist gentleman. We have Yosha Stradowski, Randolph Thor, clasp it, or clapping Matt Cawthon on the shoulder, and of course the curly hair of Perrin is sitting at the table there as well. Looks like they're old enough to drink, so that's nice. Having some beers with the boys. Very happy times. Look oh, at that's that. A, that's a big old love smile right there yeah so Egwene walks into the wine spring inn and Rand's eyes just yeah, light up that's yeah that's love that's that's me when the pizza comes to my house <laughs> and the delivery guys walk up to the door well hopefully that'll be you at the end of the month when oh yeah your i guess that's what i should have said that. Down the aisle i'm too. hungry i haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> lots of love Lots. Very happy scene. And then it just really goes off from there. So we get the happiness. And then this is one of my favorite shots. And it's a blonde-haired chap, bearded, holding a ring in his hand mm-hmm. and crying in front of a fire. Any guesses as to why this might be happening? I would assume that 
he's lost a loved one and that was the wife's ring for sure would be my first assumption or i don't know there's so much there's so much to these books about like how men if they give in to something uh they give into the power that it can be so bad for them so i also don't know if he's fighting demons at this point in time and kissing this ring is in it's a family heirloom that he's maybe hoping for a little bit of encouragement or salvation from it if you will she's wearing the same thing in this that when she got thrown off the water has like so now she's in the water that's got paint all over her uh the water has definitely mellowed out from where she jumped in the first time <laughs> but she's wearing the same outfit which is what i was confused about off the hop and now she's being colored from all different colors and it says that become legend so that's some powerful stuff right there yeah her the paint coming out of her, her emerging, it's very much like that rebirth symbolism we get mm-hmm. a lot, right? Like she's been baptized, but with what? Why these colors? Why this representation? What is she doing? Like, clearly she spent the day s- swimming, hanging out. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, for me, like the, off the hop, you think about um, traditional in- indigenous ancestry war, war paint or paint back in the day from anything from the Aztecs, the Mayans, anything like that. That's where I kind of went to immediately is now that she's she's dressed in this sense of for that she's going on either and it not, I wouldn't say an adventure but more of a mission now kind of trans that transformation purpose of your very good okay. one, yeah. so yeah and I I just love that the voiceover as she's emerging from this pool of like paint and colored water is that become legend like it's just it's such a powerful sequence mm-hmm. so we move on from Egwene based on the best selling book series. Okay, I'm going to spoil something for you. It's not really this, but, um, so we get this, we get this image. Of... Yeah, I'm I know what that mountain's called. <laughs> yeah, you're not really spoiling anything. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but we get this beautiful imagery, right, of a, of a city that's predominantly white structured. There's a very tall tower, and then in the background, we get a singular mountain. So not... Like it's not like the Rocky Mountains. It's not like a mountainscape. No. It's it's, it's like one volcano sitting in the weeds there. One big old dick mountain casting its shadow. So that would presumably, and, and we have no confirmation of this, but I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that this would then be Tarvalon, Vagina Island, Vulva mm. Island, if we're mm. actually being mm. you know appropriate. So just a beautiful scape, and this is something that I think a lot of people didn't know that we would be getting which is Tar- Tarvalon in season one. Mm. So we get this, and then, of course, Moraine walks in, boots, takes off her blue cloak, and then we're in the water again with Egwene. Drifting down. Just hanging out, getting a description of the power. Now this, um, and then we move all over the world, and this is talking about women who use the power, right, is what the voiceover is talking to. And now we get into this hall, we'll call it, and we've already talked about um, the Aes Sedai wearing colors of their Aja, right? In um, Okay, our, for each color that they have here, it seems that all, there are three uh, different women for each color. Like, that they're covering different races for each color. Very interesting. So, yeah, I mean, in this, in this hall, we've got, look at the number of red sisters, right? We mm-hmm. have four red sisters standing in the middle. A blue, I believe that throws them in pike. And then three green sisters sit, like, looking and staring at a throne. Someone on a throne or a throne. One and then two. we also have three other red sisters in the in the back right corner. Um, some looks like maybe gray sisters, yellow, 
blue, white, brown. Brown. And then I think the green's over here. But interesting. So what were these what were these women doing? And why are they gathered in front of this throne? We don't know. But it's I think it's just a stunning image. I don't know. What does it like just to see this many women gathered together in clearly what's some sort of ceremony or yeah. meeting or something professional. Paying homage to something is going on, yeah. Ah. And then we see who's on the throne. In gold, no less. In gold, no less. So uh, this is Sophie Okanedo. Uh, we know she's playing Suan Sanche, who is the Amarlin seat. So she's the leader of the Aes Sedai. Mm. One thing um, that we've noticed in this trailer is this tattoo work that's on her chest. So there's no mention in the series at all about the Aes Sedai or the Amarlin or anyone being tattooed. Yeah, that seems like that wasn't just a personal tattoo choice. Oh, a little healing going on. Does this ring look, look familiar? familiar? It sure does, yeah. So we have uh, hands over Rosamund Pike, so Moraine. Um, we're about to see some healing weaves burst out of it, and the person doing the healing, using the power, has that ring on. <laughs> She's obviously been... Something has cut her open, whether it was magic or a spear or anything like that. She is not in a good way. Yeah, so Moraine is... Laying, she's got blood all over her. She's got an open chest wound. Um, I guess that would be her left side, so above her heart. And then we, of course, see the the weaves coming from. I think this is Kareen Nagashi. I don't want to make. I don't want to overly guess that, but she would have been the one. Um, remember that picture of Logan in the cage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was so, the one in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. I think this is just my speculation. And of course, it says uh, the voiceover at the time says one power. As these weaves are going into Moraine to heal her. Which is just, yeah, super powerful imagery. And I also want to know, what happened to my girl? Yeah, my girl too. Okay, so then we learn about the women who can touch it being the one power. And we get this badass um, transition to four red sisters. Mm -hmm. And a real focus on um, this blonde one. Yeah, kind of like an infantry look here and feel, my best military term. Yeah, like look at the look at the commitment in their faces. Oh, they're going to mess someone up. There's no fear. And I love this. We protect the world, and then we just get an, um, a beautiful sequence of uh, Priyanka Bose as Alana Mosfani. So she was the one, you'll remember, sitting behind Logan, the one that you said looked like she was in control. We get this beautiful image of her throwing weaves at these incoming arrows and protecting everyone who's around her. She's the only one who's channeling that we can see. Which is interesting because you look at the very front, there's a protection going on there too. Yeah. That kind of looks, I'm just going to say it, that kind of looks like Nynaeve. Mm-hmm. Right? And that is our, as you call him, samurai, I think. It's his sword, I call right? him. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, I think that's Lan. Yeah. And I think that's Nynaeve in the green. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to see if we can see anyone else that we might recognize. I know from what has been released, so this guy here, he's actually um the showrunner's real life partner. Oh, nice. <laughs> but he's also playing The guy with the shield in the back. Yeah, he's also playing her warder. And this is her other warder. So there you can see that they are focused on her and protecting her, I think. And then everyone else who's kicking around, like I don't know who I don't know who these guys are, but we see this red sister looks familiar. She looks like she's wearing a mask for COVID nineteen. 
Yeah. Um, that's the the red sister in the far the far left. But yeah, just incoming arrows, and Alana is the only one channeling. And there's the guy in the beard in the back that hasn't even drawn a sword that just has zero worries right now. <laughs> yeah, he looks, he's like, like in the most extended squat. Yeah, he just doesn't care. <laughs> um, this is so cool. The isn't background. Isn't beautiful? Like just the city in the background. I don't know what it is. It's walled. This. Um, They're going on an adventure. Uh, right? Doesn't mm-hmm. it give you like yeah. Mordor vibes? Yeah, we're going on an adventure. Like for sure Sam right and now. Frodo. Yeah. They also look super small. Yeah. That, that <laughs> now, There's the dagger. There's the dagger. Now we know who was holding it, mm-hmm. which is Matt. Um, so this harkens back to, all right, then, let's make a deal. But we get his face now just looking at the ruby hilted dagger. This is when the darkness is coming. Yeah, and we can see, this is one of my favorite moments, which is why I'm just going back to it. But we can see this blackness creeping mm-hmm. up in the shadow and across Shatter Logoth. They're running away in the darkness, just surrounding everything. Yeah. And I do wonder here. So we saw um, Egwene running up from somewhere. And as she's going, can we can darkness. see that it's a, like she, it's a wall. Yeah, she's running away. She's being closed out. It looks like the city wall that we were just looking at. Right? So, yeah. so I don't know if that's true. Like, I don't... A lot of places had walls in medieval times. This was... <laughs> So is it Shatter, like, we know that Shatter Logoth, but what we saw in the distance previously, was that Shatter Logoth? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it could be. It could be. I don't think there's any real confirmation yet. But yeah, just like this, um, and even from, if you remember, the concept art pictures that we looked at with the horse walking down, like, that old-style yeah, 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 yeah. town. So we think that was this. I mean, it was confirmed um, in the descriptive tweets that that's, it was Shatter Logoth. And... Here we see, yeah, the darkness surrounding it. So I, we know we're getting about 15 minutes of this on screen. I am so excited for this sequence. And I, again, I don't know, is this episode two? Is this episode three? We'll find out. And that was like our one shot. So we transitioned from there to a shot of like a wolf and Perrin. And this is like, I think in the trailer, one of our only real close-ups of Perrin. So you got him hanging out with a wolf. Any thoughts on that? He doesn't seem too excited, or at least he's a little bewildered that it happened, to say the least. And he looks like he's alone. Yeah. Where are his friends? Yeah. Perrin doesn't have friends. He's a loser. That could be it. Could be it. Straight into the love. Straight into the love. The but, heartbreak. But even. the heartbreak. The heartbreak is what, what it says. Yeah. A little foreshadowing there. Yeah. Um, big question. So we've got Egwene, who looks like she's wearing just a blanket. I would say that's a blanket, yeah. One leg up. They clearly are very... Her and Rand are very familiar with each other's bodies, I would suggest, in this look. They're like Rand is rocking the tarps off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got pants on, mm-hmm. but um like the look in their eyes is just connection. They've clearly seen each other in this state before. Mm-hmm. Do we think this is pre or post coital? Post. Hands down post. There's no passion in the room at that point in time. They're both <laughs> the way that she turns and faces the fire, they're both to have a deep conversation. That is post one hundred percent. Uh and then we're back to kind of like this derelict city and the wheel keeps turning and we see Perrin and Matt leaning against yeah. a pillar. They are looking like they're a little out of luck. Something bad has either happened or they're they're trapped or stranded, one of the two. I don't know what the dark figure is in the far left here, but they uh, uh, look like they're having a conversation, but things are not going well. 
obviously the whole room is in shambles that they're in. Great actor. And we get, and you know that he's been announced, so this is Rand's dad. Mm -hmm. And he gives this beautiful um, voiceover, so he's the one who's talking about the heartbreak and how the wheel keeps turning. Um, Looks like he's got some emotion in his eyes. Mm -hmm. And he is hopefully going to be a better human being than he was in Game of Thrones. That's... Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Can't be much of a worse. Right? So. I mean, I don't think we ever saw Roose Bolton approaching tears. Nope, that is a factually correct statement. Now, this... Happy times again. So this is moving into what I think is like one of the most powerful moments in the trailer. We see there's dancing, um, everyone's linking arms, it's clearly a big celebration, right? Different, uh, everyone's wearing brightly colored clothes, maybe they're, you know, finest, there's food all over the table. It's a festival. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, they did. Body bags. Yeah, bodies. Body the bags, same, same circle, I think. But there now, there's is that ash or snow? The people that they've lost. Yeah, and then just the corpses around them, and I, it's so powerful that it's in the same you know circle of the dancing. But now they did. Same thing again, another circle, another yeah. wheel, if you will. And we've got here, again, this is like the throne room. Mm -hmm. We can see the gold woman approaching the throne. And we can see the chairs for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The seven Ajas of the Aes Sedai. So we can see those set up. And there are mostly people sitting in them. So it's almost a full sitting of the hall, perhaps. But no context for this. It's just a... You know, seem, it almost this almost looks like concept art to be totally. It does, yeah. Thing, I was right? gonna say it looks like poor CGI or concept yeah. art, and then and then we get, uh, man, this the dark one is coming for your friends, and it's just like this is ultimate Lord of the like Fellowship vibes. Right? Yeah, man Pretty on horse wearing a cloak, butt lips there, yeah, butt lips, the old skull. Army of the Dead yeah. marching here, and we see him again. This guy, the eyeless, yeah. Just coming in. And the terror as Rand and Matt just run. And we can see... Yeah, they look like everything, and everything around them is just fine. They look like they're running from something stupid they did. <laughs> and then we're into the fight scenes. Yeah. Bursting through the trees. Who's Lan killing? No, we he's killing know. someone, though. That's not going to end well. And then from there. So it's just now it's a bunch of quick transitions. Uh, this is um, Alvaro Morte, who's playing Loghain. And so we know that he's been captured in the in the from the stem yes. that we saw. This now we get to see him channeling, and just it looks like his entire skull is lit up. It looks like his body is rejecting what he's doing. <laughs> was he in the cage there? I don't. I don't know. It's kind of looked like he was. Parking back here. Yeah, he was in the cage. Two yeah. people are just watching him, then he just lets loose in this cage in this cave that he's in. Wild a woman in red on the left. And it looks like is that. I think someone in green. Mm -hmm. So somehow he's breaking free of, of this cage. And then we get a close-up. The immediate transition is a close-up of our girl, uh, Zoe Robbins as Nynaeve Almira, pressed up against a tree looking absolutely terrified. Something did not go as planned here, or something was a surprise, yeah. Disheveled, for sure. Tears all over, grass all over. And then, bada-bing, bada-boom, Rosemond. So she walks in uh, under... the. Um, the voiceover of the last battle is coming. She owns the room. Look at those shoulder pads. She's dumb. Those are, those are great shoulder pads. <laughs> Good versus evil. Good versus evil. So we have uh, Suan Sanjay. We just had her, you know, talking. And now we move to these Trollocs. 
I'm going to let you know what they're called. They're Trollocs, not monsters. Sounds correct, yeah. But, yeah, just a blurred out image. It looks like there's fire behind them. They are coming. We we don't know where. We can see a little bit, perhaps, of thatching. Definitely planning an attack, yeah. Our girls, this is one of my favorites. So we, we move from Rosamond to, or sorry, Moraine to Land, both looking very prepared for the battle that's ahead of them. And then from there we move, we get uh, what I think is just gorgeous shot of Nynaeve pulling a belt knife, standing in front of Egwene, who also looks like she's holding something. A belt knife again. Yeah. yeah. And they are looking at what's coming at them. From the, the thatching here, I'm going to go ahead and suggest that this is still in Emmons Field. But yeah, the two of them are ready are ready to fight uh, for them. They're willing to defend themselves. Yeah. And yeah. I just love that, like, why is Nynaeve in front of Egwene? Like, she she actually looks like she's protecting, protecting her. Protecting, yeah. Like more monstrous fight scene. And then we get uh, whatever happens now, there's no turning back as... I'm just going to try to... Like, we can try to speculate. I think that might be Matt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then we've got Rand... Mm-hmm. With a big bow on his back, possibly Egwene, and I think that might be Lan on the far end. And they're riding towards other riders who are waiting outside of um, what we know has been called by the show a waygate. In and the then, darkness. Holy shit, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's straight up Voldemort on meth. It's terrifying, yeah. Yeah. Twelve layers of teeth. It's a mixture of Voldemort and that worm in Star Wars that. Uh, Eat someone named Falcon. Right. <laughs> exactly what it is. But yeah, just like this is not necessarily what I imagined for the Merdral, but it's terrifying. So I'm I'm really happy to see the show leaning into some of the horror elements here. And we've seen parts of this before with the teaser with Rosamund Pike. I love this. So we see now more fully her channeling. And we watch her and Lan work together as Lan, you know, we just saw him somersault. Under the weave that she's casting. Wow. The Wheel of Time. That was my best narrator voice. Yeah, that was very good. November 19th. So, is it It was everything you thought it was going to be and more. Big day. Big day. Big day. Big day. But yeah, like, I... I mean, obviously I've been reading these books, so I can pick up little bits of where I think they are in the book. Things that I've never seen that are not in the book. For example, if, if you want me to tell you... Egwene coming up from that pool. No idea what that is. Great. So they're throwing things in here that book readers don't know about, that we're speculating about, and obviously, of course, new readers or new viewers who have never read the books, maybe will never read the books, and and drawing you in. So does this, I mean, you've seen this trailer, you've indicated that it's something that interests you, that it's like every, you know, every show that you like that you want to watch it, but like, does it... Are you hooked? Are you in it? Are you just there because of my excitement? Like, if you saw this in before you went to see a movie, for example, and this was like one of the commercials that they showed, like, what would be your immediate thoughts? That it's not low budget. It's immediate thoughts. So anything along these kind of lines is somebody that's a, um, not avid sci-fi person. I like the movies and stuff like that. Obviously, I haven't been a big um, sci-fi reader or anything like that. Whenever it comes to these types of shows, budget is everything for me because... You need such good CGI or and anything on those lines to make it more believable, even though it's an unbelievable 
mentality or whatever, but like you can tell that they spared none on this, right? Like all the forces, all the powers, everything that's being moved and shaped around, it doesn't look low budget. It, the costumes are bang on, the cinematography is amazing, the visuals are crazy HD. You know, it's um it's fast moving, which is really really nice because. With a show like this, with so many books, they probably could narrate it nice and slowly. Like, you think Lord of the Rings when they have those slow talking points or anything like that. That's something they could have went with instead. No, this hooks you in quickly. It has everything, like I said. Fight, love, everything is involved. It's easy to want to watch, you know? Want to watch an episode. See what it's like. Right off the hop. That's the one, as, a, as a never reader, it'll be the first episode that'll tell everything for a person like myself. Because it's going to be, will it hook you in? So, I mean, I'm say I'm sure there's going to be a monstrous cliffhanger at the end of the first one. And I'm sure that you already know what it is. But for me, that'll be a big part of it. But yeah, no, I would 100% watch this show just based off of this. And uh, yeah, it just, uh, it leaves so many questions that you want answered, unanswered. That's probably the biggest piece. All right. Well, I think that's probably where we're going to leave it today. Of course, after we do Virgil's Quirgils. One minute, 57 tr- second trailer. What are your immediate quirgils that you have? Okay, the first question definitely is, is it exactly what you thought? The, the pieces that you pick up on, the pieces that you notice, are they? Are you satisfied most of the way through? What percentage of satis- satisfaction do you have from this, from what you can identify? So don't count like the pool, but the things that you can identify, you're kind of like, oh, they nailed this. They hit this out of the park. Where are you for your satisfaction on that? Uh... I'm I'm very I'm very satisfied. Uh, yes, when I read, I am not the kind of reader who, like, I can't picture everything in my head. I just kind of have like a blurry background, so I don't have specifics. I don't have exact faces in my head. I have concepts or ideas, and kind of, it's like a I don't know maybe a watercolor of imagery in my head. You know, this is what it's described as, but I can't really visualize. I have to see it. I'm more of a tan, like a, a tangible and, and, and visual person. Um, and so I was not expecting any of like the scenes, like the scenery and the costumes are just blowing my mind. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, exceeded expectations. So my next question, which I have now slightly forgotten, would probably be along the lines, what was it about? Oh, um, for People that are just watching this, so people like myself, just seeing this, don't know anything about the books, and you were to tell them that there is a genre, if I were to go on to Netflix, that this would fall into, what would be that specific genre that you can't say uh, sci-fi? So it has to be drama, action, or any of those things. Where do you think that this leads towards? So I'm just kind of thinking, is this the type of show that you'd watch with your a significant other? Um, or is this the type of show that you get really revved up and your blood would be pumping off of this trailer? What do you think that would be? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hard dramatic shitty. So everything mixed into one. Yeah, and that's kind of what I get out of it too. And then lastly, um, how many more times will you watch this today? Um, I can't exactly say. Probably at least another dozen, if not 20. I'll be on the dusty wheel later this afternoon geeking out um, matt hatch from the dusty wheel this episode will drop on monday so it's not a spoiler but you can go back and watch the 10 to 12 hour stream <laughs> that he started at 11 a.m uh eastern today and is probably going to go till 11 p.m eastern 
Yeah. And I mean, he's already played it, you know, like a half dozen times. It'll play more throughout the day as people get brought on. Uh, The book consultant has already done one appearance. She might drop in again. I, I I don't even know. Your day is full. Your day is full. And I got to go back to work. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. This is just going to be a real quick episode um, as we kind of break down this trailer and just live in our hype and our excitement. And as more information keeps coming out, we'll slow it down and we'll have some more episodes and uh, more guests on to kind of help us break down some more of these themes that we've seen emerge um and what we can hope to see you know in the show itself now that we know just the tiniest more detail that they've given us feather and mountain can be found on all major podcasting platforms be sure to um rate us and leave a review uh you can contact us on twitter feather mountain pod discord we're located in a little nook uh, of the wheel reads we do live recordings there kind of spontaneously you know when when things come up and hopefully with a little bit more regularity uh now that we have the premiere date for the show and we'll be able to plot out what that's going to look like into december for the end of our season one and uh you can email us feather and mountain podcast at gmail.com and send your uh hate mail to moldy voldy merdrill at holyfuck.com. Thanks so much for joining, guys. See ya! Bye. Whew, hot diggity.